Welcome to the ADHD Open Space Podcast. My name is Gray Miller, and I will be your host and facilitator as we explore ideas, workarounds, accommodations, and other aspects of being a professional adult with ADHD. Most of this will come from my perspective as a cis white male in his mid-50s, living in the Midwest, who found out a year ago that I've been living with ADHD my entire life. I am not an expert on ADHD, except maybe in not knowing I've had it for half a century and somehow still getting by. But I promise to cite my sources, or at least admit when I'm repeating something I read on the interwebs. If I say anything you don't agree with, you are welcome to call me on it and let me know. This podcast is also part of the lead-up into the first ADHD open space happening in Madison, Wisconsin, on January 20th, 2024. You can learn more about that event both here in the show and at the website ADHDopen.space. The first 30 episodes of this podcast are also being released as part of National Podcast Post Month, not Pod Pomo. That means things might get a little rough, but it's going to be fun. Kind of like ADHD, right? Enjoy the show. Welcome to part two of our four-part series on executive function and externalizing it. Um, we are covering a lot of things, and I feel like last episode I was pretty clear on where I was quoting things from and what uh, what medical research backed up what I was saying. Um, and also I was clear on using personal experience and examples. However, I think that in this whole series, I do need to reemphasize, I am not a medical professional. I am not an expert on ADHD. I am not a coach or a counselor or anything else like that yet. The only thing I am an expert in is, as I said in the opening, uh, not knowing I have ADHD for half a century. So... You know, for what that's worth, that's where this is coming from. I do, however, love to research things and I love to talk about them and discuss them with various people. And so I'm going to go ahead and do that. And you are free to comment, question, or contradict me anytime you like. So let's talk about, we talked about the different parts of executive function in the last one. Specifically, we talked about Russell Barkley's uh, framework, uh, which had four Again, four parts in of the uh, four parts of the particular aspect of it, and I'm babbling because I did not have those notes up when I put this up here, and I need to go back and find them again so I can talk about them. There we go. All right. So uh, again, he said the overarching thing was inhibition. We have trouble with inhibition, and. <clears throat> Specifically, the four parts of executive functions that he divides things into is nonverbal working memory, verbal working memory. Pretty sure you can tell the difference between those things. Um, and if you can't, if you don't remember it, then probably verbal working memory is the thing you're having difficulty with. Uh, then emotional self-regulation, the ability to, you know, control yourself. You know, get a hold of yourself, Gray, that kind of thing. And planning and problem solving. Uh, which again, here first it was reconstitution, which I don't like that word. So I'm going to say planning and problem solving. So those are the four types of things. And one thing that he does not say, but that I say, <laughs> is 
that uh, the way the the, uh, the thing you need to do with that stuff is um, externalize. Uh, to, to paraphrase the uh, Mark Watney from The Martian, um, we're going to externalize the shit out of this. Okay, anytime you have a problem like that, so. I'm going to just real quick, I'm, I'm sitting at my office in my, at my desk, and I'm going to real quick talk about the various things around me that I have used to externalize things, all right, and the way, I, the way I've externalized them. So if I look to my left, I see the biggest one, which is my bullet journal. Now, this is a uh, notebook, Archer and Olive B5 notebook, for those of you who are notebook aficionados, um, with a fountain pen next to it. And I use that for most of my daily planning, for my weekly planning. Once a week, my partner and I sit down at the table and we both look at the schedule and we figure things out and find out when we're going to do different things. And that is how I externalize the need to know what I'm supposed to do next, rather than being able to hold it in my head. And if you're saying, well, why don't you just remember it or why can't you just remember it? Well, Please go back and, and listen to the very first episode, you know, Knees Don't Lie, where we talk about how when you say something like, why don't you just, to anybody, that is automatically you are about to say something ableist, whatever that is. You probably wouldn't go up to somebody sitting in a wheelchair or on crutches and point to a bunch of stairs and say, why don't you just run up the stairs? Because it's pretty obvious. Well, ADHD isn't as obvious, but it's the same type of thing. When you say, why don't you just remember that? Hey, I would love to. I would absolutely love to, but it doesn't work that way. So what else do I do? Um, I also have a coffee warmer and coffee cup. And what does that do? That helps keep me a um, from getting deciding, oh, this coffee's cold, I need to get up. It keeps me in place because I have that right there in front of me, keeps it warm. Yes, I know it seems like a weird thing, but that is true. I also have a very large monitor. I believe it might even be a gaming monitor. It's like I don't know, maybe two and a half feet long. I know you're supposed to do diagonal measurements. I don't remember what the measurement is, but it's about a foot and a half tall, two and a half feet wide, and it fills my frame of vision. And that keeps me from being distracted from other things. I also have a watch with an alarm on it. I have a clock up in my corner of my desk <clears throat> so that I can see what time it is and how long I have before I have to, say, check into my regular day job. So those are things that help as well. <clears throat> I mentioned before in some other podcasts, the main externalization I have is timers because I can't always trust myself to look at the clock. Okay, I don't want to have to look at the clock all the time. That takes my focus away from things. So instead, I will do something like this. Hey, Siri, set a 20-minute timer. I don't know if that actually came out, but I just heard my uh, Air, uh, AirPod, AirPod, not the AirPod, HomePod behind me say, 20 minutes starting now. And now I know that I don't have to worry about it. I don't look at a clock anymore. I have externalized that time frame thing to Siri, and that makes that happen that way. Okay. Uh, continuing to my right, I have a small cube, a wooden cube, and on the cube, each face I have hand-drawn, I made the cube, by the way, I literally like shaped the wood and stuff. Each one has, let's see, there's a letter H, nice uh, kind of a brush letter H. There's a picture of a pencil. There's a yin-yang symbol. 
There's a um, treble clef music symbol. There's a little picture of barbells. And there is a uh, kind of like the comic. I can't remember what the words are for them, but it's the sound effects. <clears throat> like you'd see in the old Batman show, pow, with a thing around it. What this is, this is my break dice. Because I not only often forget to take breaks, which is why <clears throat> I will use uh, timers to remind myself when to take a break, but also when I do want to take a break, instead of organizing myself and going, hey, you know, I'm going to actually take a break, my brain says, oh, you now have a chance to work on this other project, which, hey, you know, newsflash, that is not a break. If I go from planning a fundraiser for my work to planning a game, yes, one might be more fun than the other, but that doesn't mean I'm getting a break. I'm still using that same executive function of planning and organizing and things like that. I'm not really giving myself that. So I realized I needed to pick out things that actually recharge me, that actually disconnect my brain from my work or my hobbies and actually stops it for a little while. So each of these things represents doing a 10-minute workout, doing 10 minutes of meditation, doing 10 minutes of journaling, 10 minutes of hand lettering, 10 minutes of just listening to music, eyes closed with my headphones on, or 10 minutes of reading comics, which is a thing that I gave up for many, many years. And I've been sort of re-enjoying re that and reconnecting myself with that. So I use that dice when it comes time to take a break. When it goes off, if I stop and I try and decide what to do, that itself becomes a barrier to doing the thing. Because I have to go, well, I could do that. Oh, wait, I haven't done that in a while. Instead, I just roll the dice and I got music, which means the next time I take a break, I know that I'm going to just put on my headphones, start listening to music. And do what music do I listen to? Good question. Guess what? I just go on to one of the streaming platforms and they usually now have a super mix that they change every day that deals with your various kinds of music or the discovery mix. And I sit and I listen. I don't let myself change it. I don't let myself skip a song. I just sit there and listen and be with the music and that will recharge me. I know that. Now your things that recharge you might be different. And I'm going to talk about this whole process of randomizing thing. There's some YouTube uh, coaches that I want to quote for that that I don't have access to right now. But mainly there's the idea the break dice is the thing that is externalizing it. Okay. It is a tool. It's a tangible tool. Okay. It is a structure that I created because I identified the problems. Now, did I come out with this and just say, oh, I have ADHD. I should make a break dice. No, I had to go through, I have ADHD. Hmm. Let's externalize my work hours first. Oh, hey, let's make sure we build in the breaks that I need for my work hours so I'm not so tired at the end of the day. Huh, I'm still tired at the end of the day, even though I'm taking breaks. Maybe there's something about the breaks. And then I had learned about the different kinds of energy that you have during the day. And that led me to trying to find the, identify the things that would actually recharge me, which was another process of experimentation. And then I had, for a while, I had a list of things in my bullet journal and I would roll an actual six-sided dice then I decided I wanted to make a dice with the different things on the sides, and I'll have a picture of it actually uh, in the podcast notes. So there's lots of different steps to this. And when you are working on your own externalizing of things, it may be as simple as getting a bullet journal. 
maybe that won't work for you. Maybe it is an app that you need. Uh, I haven't even talked about my watch because I'll be talking about my watch in a future podcast here. But that's another huge tool that has worked out immensely. I would love to have a regular sexy old, uh, you know, dial watch that would make me look all manly and James Bondy and stuff like that. But you know what? I need the bells and whistles on my Apple Watch because I rely on them. So that is uh, a matter of things. You, your practical solutions may be the same as some other people. Maybe some parts of what they do will help you, but you need to come up with them yourself. And that may be why we have so many coaches and programs. If I had one to promote here, this would be when I do it, but I don't. So instead, I'm going to say, I would love to hear about your favorite way to externalize your executive function. You may not even realize that you do it, but hopefully after listening to this series, you're going, oh, hey, I do that thing. I, I talked in a previous podcast about how my parents tried to externalize a couple of parts of executive function, namely working memory, uh, and one of them succeeded and one of them didn't. And that's just the way it works. So uh, please do share. You can always email me, gray at adhdopen.space, G-R-A-Y. Uh, and I hope maybe you'll also maybe come to our open space here in Madison, Wisconsin, in the balmy uh, weather of January 20th, 2024. We'll be gathering at Serendipity Labs, West Madison, for a day. And we'll provide lunch and food and snacks. And people will be coming from all over the place. I've already got one person from Chicago who's coming. Uh, and... So it's a, it's a, now it's a national convention since we have somebody from a different state coming. And uh, you can register now. There's only 50 slots. Well, there's only 48 slots left. So uh, I hope to see you there. And in the meantime, uh, let's, we'll be talking next about hacking your environment, going further into what I started talking about just now. I hope you've enjoyed this episode of the ADHD Open Space Podcast. Again, my name is Gray Miller. If you have any comments or questions about the show, you can feel free to leave them on the podcast page at adhdos.substack.com forward slash podcast. Or you can email me directly, gray, G-R-A-Y, at adhdopen.space. The background music for the intro and outro are from pixabay.com and are called Funny Days Together by Background Music Lab used under a YouTube content ID license.